You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to a victory edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, covering the good, the bad, and everything in between about the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined by our social media guru, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how are you doing tonight on this fine Victory Monday? Oh, I am wonderful. I'm basking in our win from last night's uh, fantastic matchup against the Bears. Yeah, vibes definitely uh, much better after that. You know, after I, you know, when I finally did get get to bed uh, last night, I thought, you know, we're recording on Monday. So I got to bed and I finally like, boy, this is a much better feel. I'm like, this was more like it. Like, this is more of the Green Bay Packers we thought we were going to see. You know, we can debate all we want about how good the Bears really are. Um, You know, I'm still perplexed at how they're handling Justin Fields. They've attempted the least amount of passes um in the national football league and that's even include some other teams that hadn't played like i think tennessee was one um that played tonight had already attempted more passes than the bears had through two so i uh, you know a per- little perplexing there but um great to see you know the, the way the running backs got involved um so you know what let's just dive right into it um so Lindsay, first off i guess i could say how are you are you feeling better now after week one do you think green bay's off and running Oh yeah. I mean, I, I said it last week. I, it seems to be their MO that they just completely blow the season opener. They forget how to play football altogether. And then week two comes around and they're like, they're back at it. They're back at their magic. They're back to the pack that we, we know and love. So it was so much fun. It was a, it was a great game started slow, but once we got going, uh, it was a fun one. Yeah, you know, and it's like I, I tweeted yesterday, I said, from henceforth, week one is now officially known as the fourth preseason game, you know, bang right. the gavel, <laughs> yeah. ordered. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I, you know, obviously, you know, that you're not going to go 17 and 0 in the regular season that way. But, you know, it is only that first game, you know, I, it, it's not I, I'm sure that's not a, the intentional approach of Matt LaFleur and company, but, uh, you know, still, still, um Glad to see them kind of get back going. So let's get back into a 27 to 10 victory. Uh, Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears. Um, Aaron Rodgers still owns them, but uh, the day yesterday belongs to Aaron Jones. Whew. You know, there was a lot of talk in the offseason about, you know, oh, is AJ, could AJ Dillon become RB1? You know, or is it going to be 1 1A or is AJ Dillon kind of going to be the workhorse? Uh, Aaron Jones very much had a don't you forget about me uh, type game yesterday. 18 total touches, 170 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, definitely a banner day for him and uh, making sure people know he's still, uh, he's still, you know, nothing, not to take anything away from AJ Dillon, but, you know, he's, he's still present in that running back room. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, after week one, he was like, nah, I don't like this. He was like, let me, let me remind you guys what I can do. 
And it was his game. It was so cool to see him um, back at it. And uh, he is, he's always been a fun player to watch. I love the guy. He's incredibly talented. And like you were saying, uh, you know, he had 170 yards, two touchdowns, 18 total touches. Um, and according to Stathead, a Packers player has had 170 or more yards and two touchdowns just 22 times since 1950. And Jones has had five of those 22 games. So he he's phenomenal. He is a great running back. We are lucky to have him. I really hope the Packers extend his contract next year. Um, I don't want to lose him. I, I really respect the game that he plays. He is, he's a talented guy. So I'm, I'm going to be writing a little more about this for APC this week, but Aaron Jones, uh, lest we forget was one of the final draft picks of the late to great Ted, Ted Thompson, um, kind of a final parting gift, so to speak, as it worked out, uh, leaving to green Bay, but man, he, Ted had a way of finding those gems in those later rounds and boy, did he find a good one, uh, and AJ Dillon. Uh, and you know, the other thing about the game yesterday, you just wasn't just that they were going to Matt LaFleur said after the Vikings games, he goes, you know, that's on me. You know, after Jones only had eight touches, he goes, I got to find a way to get both guys, uh, the ball more. Uh, they had yesterday 30 Aaron Rodgers threw 25 passes uh, by comparison. And they had, according to the box score, there were 38 rushes, um, 15 for Dylan, or I'm sorry, 15 for Jones, 18 for Dylan on uh, five for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and Dylan actually had more touches. I believe he had 19 versus Jones's 18 total. Um, but just kind of shows you the, you know, that's kind of what we thought Green Bay was going to do a little more, you know, post Devontae Adams. I'm hoping now after, um, you know, the big win yesterday and then Devontae Adams only having two catches for 12 yards. I'm hoping we can stop with these godforsaken comparisons. Um, you know, and we can finally move on now just about the Packers, who the Packers have on the roster instead of running a, graphic at the score like oh here's how the Packers are doing here's how Devontae Adams is doing Um, I'm hoping we can stop that um, and and rant on that so a big big day for Jones yesterday definitely um, hope to see more of that Um, the other big story on the offense besides Aaron Jones yesterday not to steal the thunder was uh, the return of Elton Jenkins uh, from his (laughs) ACL tear last year Uh, showed a little rust understandably uh, going forward but afterwards Matt LaFleur raved about him, uh, even saying that Green Bay probably would not have won that game without Elton Jenkins. Um, just super high praise. Kind of wonder if he might have been. Is it still a subtweet if he says it in his press conference? I don't know. Um, but it's you know great to see Elton Jenkins back. Like maybe he was kind of subtly hinting to David Bakhtiari. That's a discussion for another day. But uh, Lindsay, what did you think of Elton Jenkins? Well, uh, nice to see him back, right? Oh, so good to have him back. Um, and I, I do feel like Rogers was playing like he was a little bit more at ease knowing that Jenkins was there. Um, it was so, I, I love the guy. He's very talented. So great to get him back. Like you said, a little rusty at times, um, especially in the beginning, but, um, I do think that he made a big, big difference from week one to last night. And I, you know, like you said, Bach hopefully will follow soon. <laughs> I would love to see David Bakhtiari back, but each week he is not playing. The concern level grows, but that is a, we could do an entire podcast on that situation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I mean, great to see Jenkins back. Like I said, he a little rusty, but I, I think you absolutely nailed it that, you know, that had a calming effect on Rodgers, knowing he had one of his most trusted linemen there uh, playing right tackle, not playing guard like normal. Um, I think we're going to see Jenkins as more of a tackle uh, going forward, but uh, man, Matt LaFleur just oozing praise on him. I think that was just kind of a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Bakhtiari. Um, obviously, you know, David Bakhtiari's situation is unique, multiple knee surgeries, uh, tremendous amounts of psychological hurdles, not to take anything away from him. Um, but hopefully this, hopefully this pushes Bakhtiari uh, close to returning because boy, are they going to need him next week is uh, we will talk about later. Um, so shifting to the defensive side of the ball, a uh, little rusty to start the game. We'll talk about that when we get into the worst part of our show. Uh, we start handing out pieces of sausage. Um, but uh, let's give some major props to uh, Preston Smith. Seven total tackles, two sacks. Uh, obviously, you know, they signed him to that extension. Uh, he's obviously happy to be in Green Bay. You know, Zadarius ran rampant about Green Bay last week. You know, he won't, you know, no use crying over spill milk at this point, but maybe Green Bay kept the proper Smith brother. Uh, great to see Preston contributing in the way he did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, to me, he is surprising. It's like he, he's quiet for a little bit and then out of nowhere, he comes and makes these big plays and uh, great tackles and, um, so when he is on his game, it is, uh, it is always great to see, um, was it two or three sacks? Uh, I wrote down two. hang on here. Now I feel like I'm, I can't believe I can't remember that. Um, no, I, I was just wondering, I think it was, was two sacks, two sacks, seven it combined was, tackles, okay. yeah. three assists. Um, yeah, it was, it was two sacks. Yeah. Um, so he's already almost a third of the way to his total he had last year, but who's exactly. counting? It's only been, it's right. only week two folks. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I, um, you know, I, I do, uh, when he is on his game, I do really enjoy watching him, watching him play. Uh, like I said, and, um, I think he adds, he adds to the defense a good amount and, um, and I just hope he continues the path that he was uh, last night uh, as opposed to being, you know, kind of staying quiet. Um, we still miss Zedarius, but uh, Preston is a, is a great, is a great player. Yeah. You know, it's he's, he really embraced being a pet, you know, after 2020, it was kind of one of those, like, is he, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember as the kids like to say on the internet, you know, I remember when he was a cut candidate, and now he's their best. Well, I don't want to say best pass rusher. Um, I love Rashawn Gary. Um, you know, he's he's still a threat. But I, it's just it's been great to see Preston Smith uh, continue to be that pass rusher. You know, without Zadarius there, he's shown he can be the guy. Um, and I just hope Joe Barry remembers that instead of dropping him into coverage against teams prime wide receivers, let him hunt. Um, that's going to be big next week. You know, and again, we'll talk about that when we. Um, get to the end of the show, looking ahead to the Buccaneers, but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, I got to, got to use his skill sets and coverage is not one of them. Uh, sticking in the linebacker core uh, rookie Quay Walker, once again, you know, last week he showed up initially, you know, not splashy on the split on the stat sheet, um, but his speed showed up. Like I could see him every time somebody in Minnesota was getting brought down. Quay Walker was somewhere in the area. Last night he showed up on a, 
big play, you know, in that what turned out to be a goal line stand with, again, Devondre Campbell, shout out to him, uh, stiffing Justin Fields at the goal line, you know, that replay and everything. I, you know, there's got to be a better solution to that. You know, I, I don't think he got in from the photos I saw, you know, that's kind of like the blue dress, gold dress, everybody's seeing what they want to see with that. But obviously the league's got to get better at finding a better way to be more conclusive on those goal line plays. Um, but he had a big play there, stopping Justin Fields short of the end zone. I mean, if you want to go back and watch that tape, Quay Walker's closing speed is just phenomenal for a man his size. And you can clearly see why the Packers fell in love with him. Uh, you know, he Brian Gutekunst loves himself an athlete. And boy, do they have one in Quay Walker. And it's only a second game. He's only going to get better. Exactly. I am so excited about Koi. Um, he, he, this is, you know, his second appearance on our, on our cheddar uh, list. Um, he, I mean, truly like the, the two games that he's had, he's had such important, big plays. And just as you said, I mean, he's a, he's very much a rookie. And if this is what we're seeing in the very beginning, oh man, he's going to be unstoppable when he becomes, you know, a, a couple years in it's, it, he's going to be, um, one that I, I watch and, uh, and root for no matter what. Cause yeah, he's a, he's a strong player. And also just something, a uh, side note about, <laughs> about Campbell, um, the bears were talking before about how they were going to beat up on the Packers and, and all of that. And, and, uh, there was video of Campbell walking back after the, after the win. And he was like, you're going to beat up on who <laughs> he's just, he's a funny guy. I really, uh, I really enjoy his, his spirit and attitude. So just, uh, threw that in there. For people who you know, saw. I did see that. I guess you could say Campbell was really souped up. And I promised puns with this <laughs> podcast. So oh, um, I am so sorry, Internet. Um, but, you know, that raises a good point. Yeah, I did see I forgot who said it, but he goes, our coach says he's better than that. And I don't know if that a quote ever got proven to be real. But whatever, I've landed on the Green Bay Bulletin board. Yeah, uh, yeah. clearly. So it uh, it definitely played, um, you know, it, it definitely played its motivating factor. Um, finally, let's give built, let's start building the rich Versace statue. Now I'm, I'm, I live 20 minutes from green Bay. I work at a store that sells building materials. Let's start building the rich Versace statue. You know, okay. Amari Rogers had, you know, and we'll get to this in the bad column, unfortunately. Um, but special teams, positive plays. Amari Rogers had some good returns, uh, consistent kickoff coverage. I mean, I get it. This, what? you know, this is stuff that's no, I know. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm looking at my thermostat, making sure hell hasn't frozen over, but it is a 70, it is a crisp 68 degrees outside right now. So uh, hell has not frozen over, but, <laughs> you know, I know teams take this for granted, but after what the Packers have been through in the past, exactly. God knows how many years, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it will, we'll, we'll take it. Um, so yeah. obviously shout out to special teams. I, you know, and, if you didn't see it on Twitter, you know, and I'm going to put this on the airwaves for the internet because I'm clearly an imbecile. Um, I had a standing bet last year and I did I Love Gold, uh, the previous incarnation of this podcast with Tyler Brook. Uh, and I brought it back this year that if the Packers score a special teams touchdown, doesn't even have to be a, a, a return. If they force a fumble and return it, um, I will dye my hair blonde. 
Uh, um, if you haven't seen a photo of me, I have jet dark brown borderline yeah. jet black hair. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay, you've met me, you know what my hair looks like. So it, um, obviously, you know, this uh, positive step forward, I'm fully assuming I'm going to be blonde at some point text. Our editor says, don't get ahead of ourselves. You know, and of course, after I said that, that's when Amari muffed the punt. But, uh, overall though, I think a very solid special teams day. And I think it shows that, you know, Rich Passacci is building something. I, I don't want to burden them with expectation. I'll say starting to build something competent. Let's start there. Yeah, let's not let's not uh, let's not jinx it or or give them too much credit quite yet. However, we are trending in the right direction. Um, like you said, there were positive plays, um, consistent coverage, and it was it was definitely an improvement. We still made some mistakes on that, you know, special teams. Um, we didn't look like the worst special teams in the NFL. So again, an improvement. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's, I, there was, I believe, I think they were like middle of the pack of the league in special teams DVOA after week one. Um, I think they were like 16th, if I recall seeing the number correctly. I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. Um, I think that might only go up because the Packers didn't lose the fumble um, on the special team. So I think that'll probably help, help them um, overall. He recovered it. Yeah. So uh, that takes care of the good part of our show. Um, Obviously there's always stuff to improve on stuff to build on. It was definitely not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, we're going to take a break on then We'll start handing out our pieces of bratwurst to those uh, areas we thought were lacking or our opportunities. Um, So Stick around um, after some ads. We'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back and we are here now to, I don't want to say kill your vibe because it's, you know, it's victory Monday night time you beat the Bears. It's great, but obviously it was not a perfect game. You know, the Bears hung around much longer uh, than they probably should have been. You know, the the score probably should have been even more lopsided. Um, So let's start out with the immediate start to the game. Uh, Second game in a row now where the defense has been uh, pushed back on its heels a bit um, on the week one on the very first drive. Uh, getting knocked around the Bears actually took the lead seven nothing. Um, obviously, when you're you're a defense, you want to start setting the tone. You know, not not the way the Packers want to start. Usually, the Packers like to start scoring first. Let me just um, real quick it, interject. It was seven three, so we did we did have that field goal. That is that is true. Excuse me, forget forgive me on that. Yeah, so you want to start. You know, Green Bay did get that field goal. You know, obviously they want to score in the end zone. Let me rephrase that. Uh, forgive me. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you, you, the, the, the vibes have been blinding even the early stages of the game. You know, let's, let's, let's be positive here, but yes. Yeah, so the green Bay did start three, nothing. They obviously like to get a quick seven, um, but Chicago marched down the field pretty quick, but yeah. after that they did hunker down. So I do have to give them credit. Um, but at the, at the same time, you want to, uh, you know, you want to talk about setting the tone early, you know, that getting off the field right away would be a, 
would be a nice first step. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it was definitely not not ideal um, that they were. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what scared me to be. If I'm being honest, when I when I saw that um, they seemed to score just so easily, too easily, I was like, "Oh, this can't be happening. This is not how this night's supposed to go or is going to go." Um, and luckily, they did turn it around pretty quick. The defense came back in a big way. Um, we talked about it, you know, in the, in the top of our show, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's room for improvement. Like you said, it's always, uh, it's always ideal to start strong as opposed to, uh, working on getting there, uh, after the first, first drive. But, um, I believe in this defense. I think we are, we have a lot of really fantastic, talented players and, um, and I think they'll, they'll be able to clean up, um, the, you know, the shortcomings and, and, uh, and get it done. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is only week two, you know, and again, the defense, the starters barely, pay. I, I don't like to use that as an excuse, but you know, they didn't play in the preseason. You know, I think, I feel like this is something the staff's going to correct, um, next week against, uh, once again, I'll tease ahead to the, uh, Tampa Bay game next week. That's something they're really not going to be able to afford too much when you're going up against somebody like Tom Brady. Um, but I feel like, you know, once they adapt after that fairly quickly, you know, they, they made their adjustments and they handled it really well the rest of the game, um, only giving up three more points. So uh, Joe Barry, to his credit, didn't stay as rigid. You know, we talked last week about scream rigidity or scheme rigidity, excuse me. Um, and he just, you know, he adapted really well and the Packers were unlocked down the rest of the game. Of course, it doesn't help when Justin Fields only, you know, barely throws the ball, but, you know, take what you can get at this point early in the season. So uh, not too concerned yet, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, next thing uh, on back on the offensive side of the ball, that's where we're going to spend a, actually ironically a lot of the rest of the time in the worst column. Uh, fumbles were kind of an issue. Uh, we already mentioned the Amari Rogers muff punt. Uh, there was also the botched handoff between Roger, Aaron Rodgers and AJ Dillon, which, Rogers, to his credit, owned in the press conference, saying that was his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and also a bad snap uh, where it sounded like Josh Myers snapped the ball uh, too early, and we'll get more into Myers in a second. Uh, but you know, Matt Lafleur's team is—they haven't since he's been in Green Bay. He—they don't turn the ball over too often. They've always been smart about it. Yeah. They've always been, you know, a plus in the turnover ratio column. Uh, right now. Uh, they were actually at minus three at one point during the game last night until uh, Jair Alexander uh, wrapped it up with that uh, diving incredible action. That, that probably could have been on the cheddar column, that diving interception uh, to seal the deal because he came out of nowhere. Oh, um, but he uh, – so good. There's still minus two on the turnover ratio for the season. Um, definitely something worth wa- worth watching. Um, but, yeah, that you can't have that. You know, all th- – you know, the botched handoff, you know, the bear, they lost that one. Uh, the bad snap, Aaron Rodgers recovered, but they put them in a hole that they were not able to get out of, basically resulting in a third down give up play, which I don't really like. But, uh, and then there was the muff cover, muff punt from Amari Rodgers um, that he recovered, thankfully, as well. But, you know, definitely some stuff to clean up, as uh, a former coach would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And um, Amari, definitely was uh he was he was really pissed that he uh that he fumbled um 
the, you know, cause that was a good, it would have been a good return. I mean, he was at the what 45, uh, right. Wasn't he at the 45 or something? Before? He was, he was, he was up there. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was, was unfortunately working my day job yesterday, so I missed some of the game. Um, I went through a partial good. rewatch, but, uh, yeah. yeah, he, he, that was looking to be a promising return that ended again. Exactly. So I mean, shout out to special teams that that could have been good, but, um, definitely, definitely got to clean that up. Yeah, you um, felt like he was, just, he was pissed at himself. Um, you know, it was obviously good that he recovered it, um, let it go back to the Bears. But um, yeah, things like that, they just, they need to be cleaned up. It's rookie mistakes. Um, and when rookie mistakes are made by uh, experienced vets, you're just, you know, kind of makes you wonder what's going on. But obviously mistakes happen. It's not the end of the world. Um, they just got to figure out a way to, uh, to, you know, not do it in future games, especially in for tougher opponents. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you know, Amari Rogers only, you know, if you look at our snap counts, um, piece last week, Amari Rogers didn't see a single snap on offense. Uh, he did see one on offense. He saw one single singular, uh, offensive snap. Uh, against the Bears and Aaron Rodgers even said, you know, about when he was asked about Amari Rodgers, he goes, well, he's just returning kicks. You know, that's all I got, which is very ominous um, language. So, I mean, Amari Rodgers is coughing up the football, even though he recovered, is not going to, is not a way to earn his way back into favor on offense, uh, especially when they have other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's his roster spot. I mean, getting way ahead of ourselves here, but his roster spot next year is tenuous at best. Um, I know he's a third round pick, but definitely some stuff to concern. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on. He fum he fumbles again. It's he's going to be trending on thin ice, and I hate to say that because I I was one of the few people that actually I don't want to say love the pick or even like the pick, but I understood why they did it and what they saw, uh, and it just hasn't materialized for him uh, so far. So definitely something to watch out for, especially with uh, number eight. But um, Another offensive member, we mentioned him earlier in with this with these fumbles, Josh Myers kind of having a rough night. Had a very solid, you know, he was hurt, obviously, a lot of his rookie year, but kind of had a rough night with a snap. You know, he's been getting beat by some tougher defensive linemen. Uh, definitely going to have his challenges um, against Tampa Bay this coming week. Um, probably, you know, there was some talk in our Slack chat about, you know, getting Zach Tom some time at center. I think, you know, I, I think replacing Myers at this point is way premature, but you know, I, again, it's week two, you know, he's had some rough goes. Is it something to watch? Do you think Lindsay? I mean, a center change is actually kind of a big deal because of the chemistry between the court with the quarterback. So I, I would imagine Aaron Rodgers will have some uh, say in this, but uh, yeah. do you have any concerns about Josh Myers right now? I, I would say it's too early to make up, uh, make up my mind. Um, and to make that call, I, you know, like you said, it is cause for concern. I think if it, it's a hard one, it's hard. Yeah. I am going like, it's just too early right now, but it needs to, it needs to get cleaned up, um, immediately. Yeah, I you know changing a center is is like I said it's it's a huge thing you know the Packers um, with him being out last year 
long-term, you know, and Corey Lindsley left, you know, that, that was a concern. Aaron Rodgers has always valued the chemistry he has with his centers. And I think a change there, I think Aaron Rodgers has every right to approve or veto or suggest it on that one, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, and he, Yeah. He, I, that, that That's a big change. I just think it's, you know, getting, they, they definitely do need to have another somebody with center experience um, on that roster. And I think, I think the Zach Tom suggestion that was, I forgot who made it in, in our Slack chat, but I think that's definitely something they need to keep an eye on. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, once again, you know, if you look down at the next gen stats breakdown of where he's been throwing, they've been, they've been keeping it shallow. I mean, he had that one big bomb to Sammy Watkins, which you know, I'd love to see them stretch the field more, but it looks like some of this is not Rodgers looking downfield enough. Like there's still, I, there's still like a trust issue with some of these younger receivers. And this is going to tie into our next point a little bit, but I'd like to see Rodgers look the downfield a little more. Um, you know, just uh, give these give these young players a shot. They're not you're not going to see what they can do unless you give them an opportunity to make a play. You know, if they start dropping passes, Christian Watson in Week One, notwithstanding, um, I, you know, I feel I feel like that's something Aaron Aaron probably could do a little bit better of. It was an efficient day for him otherwise, but I would like to see them stretch the field vertically a little bit. Um, get maybe maybe even line Tunyon out wide, but. Big Bob seems like he's back in business. You know, there's, there, he's taking a lot of these intermediate stuff, which maybe that lends to how they're running the ball a little bit, you know, in order to sell the run a little somehow. But I'd like to see them stretch the field a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example. And I, um, I don't remember uh, the timing or the, the quarter. I want to say it was, um, it was after half, but um Dobbs was wide open straight down the field and Rogers chose to throw instead to Cobb um, and it didn't work out. And it's just, it's really interesting. I do understand that trust has to be built and has to be there in order for Rogers. I mean, he has always been that way. He has always um, had to build those relationships with, uh, especially, you know, receivers. I think it is going to hurt us if they can't find a way to, to build that trust enough to where Rogers will throw to them if, you know, if needed, um, cause the, the one that he threw, and I believe it was Cobb, I could be mistaken with who it was, but I believe it was Cobb. Cause I, um, I remember being like, well, of course he'd choose Cobb over, you know, Dobbs just because of the truck. Like, even though Dobbs is, it has, uh, made fantastic plays, nothing to, uh, discount, discount him at all. I really like Dobbs and I think he should have been thrown that ball. Um, it's just to say that Rogers does, it, it is how he works. Um, and I do think at the same time that he needs to figure out a way to start to trust these young guys, because otherwise, like I said, we're, um, we're going to be in a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say trouble, but it's going to be, it's going to make things more difficult. Yeah, you can't, you can't build chemistry without giving them a shot. I mean, it's it's just the way it's going to have to work. Um, you know, it's a, a little bit of a nitpick at this point, but you know, 
I, I think I think it'll come. It's it's going to have to come. Oh, it um, absolutely will. Point, so. yeah. And it's um, a last right. This it's only the second game Rogers has ever played with these guys. So yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And I think you know that they're getting you know, and they're starting to see what these guys can do. And you know, in in, in that line, kind of our last point in. You know, I don't want to call this the worst column, but I think this is more of something you can add going forward is the Packers really have to give Christian Watson more to do. You know, it looked like Rodgers was kind of giving him the death stare when Myers hit um, hit the when that bad snap actually hit Christian Watson. And I thought Rodgers was staring down Watson, but uh, turns out afterwards that that was actually on Josh Myers. But, you know, running him in the jet motion, you know, Christian Watson is such an athletic specimen. And we're going to say this every week. Until 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 the breakout happens because it's gonna come. Uh, it he's got that he's he's a special athlete and he's got speed. I mean the Packers have got to find a way to get him more involved down the field. I mean they can use him all sorts, but Rodgers has to see him and give him a shot. Um, you can't you can't use that you can't dangle that you can't use that week one drop against him. I mean you've got that skill set, use it. And I'm hoping this I'm hoping the Packers find a way for that to happen or. I'm going to go out of my mind because he can be such a mismatch uh, moving forward. I just, I, I hope to God they use him more. Oh, they will. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. It's just, you know, using him just even, even on a go route, you know, you can run him on a, I mean, there's so much you can do with Christian Watson. I mean, I just, I feel like once he, I, he's got to get that one big play. When that first big play happens, I think they're going to be off and running, but, um, it's the, the Watson breakout's going to have to wait one more week. I think, I think I got, I hope it's coming, but it's, you know, it's one more thing, um, to kind of go forward. So, you know, I don't really contribute that to a bad part of the game, but I just kind of going forward, uh, what they would like, which appropriately enough segues into our real quick preview, um, looking ahead to Tampa Bay, uh, big news, uh, for the Buccaneers today was Mike mm-hmm. Evans wide receiver suspended, uh, one game for fighting after that, uh, I, I missed it because I was once again I was at my day job. Uh, after a fight yesterday, uh, he was suspended one game by the NFL today. He is appeal. Uh, he is appealing it. It'll be heard this week, so we'll have a verdict uh, before Sunday. But all likelihood seems to be that he will be out against Green Bay, uh, which is big news. You know he's been suspended for this before. I don't think the league's going to lift this. You know he had that great quote that kind of cracked me up and. You know, he goes to the ref like, it's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? You know, about his sticking up for his quarterback, which admirable, but, you know, you, you, you can't do that. So I think, you know, that that could be a big that could be a big thing for Green Bay's defense uh, going forward. Yeah, but also it was uh, they have, you know, the, those two players have a history. So um, that is also something that the NFL is taking into account. Um, it really did just from like the, you know, obviously I. Um, I don't know like what was said just from the camera view that I was, that I was looking at. It looked like Brady just completely started it. And I mean, wasn't going to ever do anything physical because he's the QB, right? Like he's not going to risk hurting his, uh, himself, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of like, like, what is going on? Like why you guys are adults like grown-ass men like why are we acting like this um I don't know you know one player's it doesn't make a a team um so it's 
you know, it, it is big news. And if he is, you know, suspended, which we all think that he will, you know, keep that one game suspension, um, you know, it, it's not, it's definitely not going to hurt the Packers um, because he is a, <laughs> he is a strong player for him. So um, uh, yeah. I'm not too worried about the Bucks. if I'm going to be real. I mean, you know, this is our next point too, but the offensive line, um, we're, I think we're going to have, I think the defense is going to really shine next week with their offensive line woes, like truly. Yeah, Tampa Bay's offensive line is, it's beat up. I mean, it's it, the Packers will appreciate it after what they went through last year, but yeah. oh man. Um, so I'm going through here. So they're already without their Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen, and then Aaron Stinney because of knee injuries. So Jensen's replacement, Hainsey, Robert Hainsey, um, was <laughs> missed some time in the preseason. They are they are beat up. Um, so you know, if there's ever going to be a day that uh, Joe Barry's going to rain fire, it's going to be um, it's going to be then. And also, not to mention, you know, to back up to wide receivers, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin also missed. Yeah. last week um with injuries so i mean they're beat up i mean if this is a time to get tampa bay it's going to be now um but they lost let's see if preferred starters the buccaneers lost they also lost replacement jackal um josh wells who was in for smith uh boy they've they've lost a ton of help um tristan Wirfs, who's still very good he's still there they really have two of their five preferred starters with shaq mason on tristan Wirfs, but uh they can be had and i mean if there's going to be a game, you know, where they might they might call up and activate Jack Heflin, you know, in terms of Green Bay, um, this might be it. They could they could have their way. You know, this is the time, you know, to rain fire. If I'm Joe Barry, uh, they they are very beat up. Yeah, yeah, I think um, you know, again, that's going to definitely be to Green Bay's advantage. Um, I think if we can take advantage of, of that weakness, I think we have a, a good shot. Yeah. You know, the, on the, on the other side, you know, to give Tampa Bay credit, it's still Tom Brady. You know, he's, he's still very good, even at 45, you know, there've been a lot of headlines around him last few months, but I mean, I, you can't help but respect the guy, um, but their defensive line. Meanwhile. So, I mean, this is going to be, like you said, this is going to be the defense's time to shine because green Bay's offensive line, especially if, I'm going to assume David Bakhtiari is still going to be out. Um, the defense is going to give them fits. That defensive line is legitimate. Um, if Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon can have the games they had against Chicago, also against Tampa Bay, um, that will be a phenomenal <laughs> superhuman effort. Um, yeah, that, so that's that set the tone for the rest of the season. That'd be like, oh, okay, we're we are strong <laughs> if we can do that to the Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know. I mean, there are even some of the most optimistic Packer fans penciling Green Bay in kind of at one and two. Um, I'm not I'm not ready to do that quite yet. Um, but Tom Brady himself may be forced to throw to some different receivers, you know, without uh, say Chris Godwin's out and say, uh, obviously, definitely sounds like Mike Evans is going to be out. You know, Perriman, Brashad Perryman was the first touchdown pass he had. He's going to be forced to throw to some different receivers as well. Not too different uh, to what Aaron Rodgers is used to, um, what Aaron Rodgers is getting used to right now. So I think it's definitely going to be an exciting game. 
Uh, oh. Green Bay can pull this off. That's you want to talk about a tone setter. You know, we talk about that game that you know the Packers had against the Saints a few years ago. Uh, that really kind of set the tone for the season. It got them off and running. A win in Tampa Bay over the Buccaneers, um, especially given the way the Buccaneers ended Green Bay season a few years ago, I think will would be a uh, would be a statement win and can really get Green Bay off and running. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just I would love to um, to see Rogers and the the Packers finally beat. Brady. Um, I'm really sick and tired of losing to him. So it'd be great if we could pull off a win next week. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, Pack- the Packers did beat Brady when he was a Patriot in 2014, which probably yeah, one of my, luck, of, all the, of all the McCarthy era games, like that game against the Patriots at Lambeau and the cold in 2014. Uh, Cause the pay, the Pats were still, that was, they were at full. That was the year the Pats right, won the right, Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, they were at full strength and, Belichick wax poetic about McCarthy afterwards that you know that was definitely one of my favorite wins of the McCarthy era but that's neither here nor there at this point uh big game definitely coming up this Sunday 330 or 325 uh Lambeau time uh we'll be joining you next week hopefully talking about another win um but either way we are here with you for cheddar or worst the entire season uh Lindsay anything to add before we uh wrap up for the evening um just something uh really quick from the bills game i just wanted to drop a note saying that our thoughts are with um bill cb dane jackson uh we really really hope that he is okay and um uh is able to recover uh quickly um there was a it was a nasty terrifying hit and um i know there have been some updates that he is able to move his extremities, which is fantastic news. And we just hope that the good news keeps coming in that regard. So um, just wanted to say that. And then as always, go Pack Go. And we've got this next week. I don't doubt him for a second. Yeah, you know, the, the vibes are definitely better uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, but definitely want to want to pack is back. Yeah. Definitely want to reiterate again, thoughts and prayers. That was that I, I've been catching up on it. I mean, neck injuries are never good. Um, I was at your Michael Finley's uh, last game. Uh, and boy, that seeing it on TV is one thing. Seeing it in person is a whole, it, it's terrifying. Lam- Lambo feel that quiet is something I will never forget. And I hope I never experience again. Um, Cause it initially the reports were not good. And thankfully your uh, Michael Finley was able to recover from that. I uh, wasn't able to play football again, but you know, he's by all accounts living a normal life. Um, thankfully. And hopefully we got the same uh, for this bills player. Cause who uh, remember it's, it's a dangerous sport and these players are putting a lot on their line. So next time you want to shit talk somebody on Twitter, um, remember that these guys are still human beings. Um, so on that note, hate to end on that kind of that note, but um, yeah, definitely could be a banner win for the Packers this, this week, you know, kind of, wash that um, stink of the uh, that's NFC championship from uh, almost two years ago now um, out of our mouths definitely would be a worthy addition. So uh, for Lindsay, I'm Chris. Uh, thank you very much for joining everyone uh, joining us today. Uh, keep it on the Acme packing company feed uh, a lot more to go um, throughout the season. So with that, go Peco. Go Peco. Bye guys. See you next week.